Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kudla. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko and, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Game to Love podcast. Well, hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are. It's Australian Open, and the first round has thrown up some crazy results. We thought it was all plain sailing, didn't we, after the first day, JG? But now look what's happening. It's really hotting up. Yeah, like you said, mate, all the the favourites were going through until, I I believe, last night. Um, And then we started seeing a few of the seeds tumble. I see it, mate. It was a little bit of a shocker, and uh, especially, uh, well, some real big upsets. We've had some people who were, say, 11 to 1, uh, knocking out some other people. And like you said, the seeds, mate, I mean, the, I've got... The brackets, the, my bracket is absolutely a disgrace right now. I had a look at it earlier, and I've made so many uh, amateur moves on both the men's and the women's side. Some of them you couldn't really predict, so I'm not going to be too hard on myself, but Regardless, it's not looking very good on the prediction front this year for me. Well, yeah, there's no better place to uh, start, though. I think we should just get stuck into it because there's a few to discuss here. Uh, well, m- the biggest shock for me, I woke up and then I saw Roberto Batista Agut had gone tumbling out of the tournament. Uh, I don't know if you can see here, too. Yeah. The guy that you're uh, not his biggest fan, Radu Albot, mate. He always bringing up the... Uh, crazy results which uh we can see there radu albot bagels uh batista are good in the second set now and, this is one of the craziest matches obviously we didn't get to watch it but just looking at some of the stuff people are posting online something what really just blew me away was the amount of points he won in the first set and compared to second set so a good in the first set won 53 points in the second set he won only three points the whole entire set it's and um, it's polar opposite. How can you go from winning over 50 points to not winning hardly any? Um, I'm not sure how it happened. Obviously, he played ATB Cup before. Is it a case of fatigue? I saw online maybe he's suffering with a little injury, like an abdominal injury. Um, but regardless, you'd expect someone of his ilk to be eat quite comfortably dispatching an Albot. Yeah, I mean, Radu Albot's good, but... I wouldn't have him on even close to the level. I don't. Of... I don't understand what possible weapon Albot has to be able to beat a good. But tennis does throw up these shocks, and uh, I think we've just got to give a massive hats off to Radu Albot. Um, he was probably a bit uh, worried before the match, thinking it's going to be a big ask today. However, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't look it at all because he at the in the end of the day was actually pretty comfortable. Yeah, and a, a sort of similar thing that we normally see from Batista Agut's matches is uh, he normally gives away a lot of break points. Uh, this one, he gave away 14 break points in this match. Uh, yeah. 
his winner count to unforced errors, 33 winners to 60 unforced errors for Batista Agut, which is uncharacteristic to say the least. He's normally so solid. Yeah. Uh, just didn't expect to see that from him. And Radu Albot, 51 winners to 40 unforced errors, which it, I'm shocked about that too. I think, well, uh, Albot now, who does he have in the next round? Do you know? Uh, well, I can bring up the bracket and then find out. I didn't have that one prepared. That would have been a good thing to... Uh... Yeah, it's just interesting to see because at the end of the day, if it's someone who's beatable, you'd fancy him to actually have a little run now because beating a gut is going to be full of confidence and he's clearly playing some really good tennis right now. Oh, mate, yeah, he's definitely playing some of, some of the best tennis. I mean, he obviously beat... Uh, so he's got Chris O'Connell. So he's got Chris O'Connell in the next round. Yeah, you beat me to it, mate. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say the same thing. And that's another one we're going to get on to uh, in a minute, uh, Chris O'Connell. Uh, yeah, just shout out to people who join us. We've got Almino here. How are we doing? Team Groves. I see he's smashing up the bracket, doing very well. So congrats to you. Uh, and he's saying, I think we're probably going to go on to this one next, uh, Evans saying he regrets the long run at the 250 event now. And wow. um, yeah, I don't see that as a huge upset, to be honest. I mean, those two are very closely matched, really, uh, Evans and Norrie. I didn't really have it on my list of uh, massive upsets. I think that it was very close in the odds. I think the bookies knew he'd just played a whole tournament. He saw Norrie beat Evans in the uh, Battle of the Brits as well. So I know it's possible. And uh, it happened again. Evans just not strong enough uh, to get it over the line there. Yeah, I would agree with you. It's not really a massive upset. However... Um, you could say it's very unprecedented. I know you had Evans going quite far. Um, <laughs> dark horse. <laughs> yeah, he was your dark horse for the whole tournament and he's out already in the first oh, round. Um, you'd ex- I don't know. You just expect him to beat Norrie. They've played each other so many times and he rarely loses. And to be doing it on the big stage in the Grand Slam, I'm sure he would trade in all them other wins and the Battle of the Brits for this one uh, Grand yeah. Slam victory against him. But Evans is a bit of a funny one. I remember last year he uh, struggled here at the Australian Open against Mackenzie McDonald, I believe. Yeah. He went down two sets to love and he come back and won that in five. So maybe it's not really his kind of tournament, this one. Yeah, he doesn't like it down under. He was uh, he was not looking himself, really. He was a little bit uh, agitated out on the court, but that's sort of normal for Dan Evans anyway. Uh, I think moving away from Dan Evans, uh, well, Radu Albot, congrats to him. He's going to be facing in the next round... Uh, well, not this guy, but this is the next one I wanted to speak about. You've all been watching the podcast. You've all been seeing the tip come up on the screen. You've all been seeing the bet US odds. You've all been seeing it was four to one for Popper to beat Goffan. I kept telling you, but nobody wanted to take it. And there you go. He's yep. knocked out. He, he think he saved, uh, was it four match points, I believe, yep. in this match? That's right. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, you see the, how many people were watching it as well. So many people there to cheer him on. And what a great result. He was so pumped afterwards. It, I was really pleased with Popperin, but sad for Goffan at the same time. Super sad. I feel like it's the same kind of thing with Monfils. You can put them in the same bracket. Yeah. Top players who just cannot win a match. They can't buy a match right now. Uh, Popperin outside the top 100. Goffin, really, you've got to be honest, he needs to be winning these kind of matches. I know he's taking it to five sets. Some of them were super close. You can see that tie break in the in the fourth looked very close for Goffin with the match points as well. Yeah. He just couldn't get it over the line. He can't get it over the line. And 
it is really hard to see these top players struggling right now. I'm sure they will find a bit of form again because they've got the ability. But right now, I think we should talk about Poprin and um, in Monfils's case, who did he who beat him? Uh, Rusevori. Rusevori, yeah, man. I think That's we've just got to give credit to these two young players who have just yeah. done the job. I mean, don't forget, like, I mean, Poprin doesn't get much uh, press these days, but he is one player who, I think he's only 20 as well, maybe. And uh, he's just outside the top 100, 113 in the world. He could make a, well, he has a lot of potential. I mean, he fell down, I believe, a little bit in the rankings. He hadn't been yeah. playing too well, but I, I think he has the ability to get back in. He can get inside the top 100 and start. Oh, pressing. definitely. Definitely, mate. He can, he can easily, in my opinion, I know it could sound crazy, become a top 50 player soon. Um, I think he's that good. It's just whether he consistently can pull off results. You can't just have a Goffin win and then lose to someone who's not very good in the next round. He needs to continue to keep keep pushing on because he's able to do it for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, move away from that one. This is just going to be a sort of roundup. We've got a few to get through. Chris O'Connell, the lad. Go on, Chris. We love to see that. We were cheering him on last night at the end of the Muguruza watch-along. And uh, yeah, look at that. But to beat Struff in straight sets is super impressive. I mean, that's if not, I know it's an upset, but <clears throat> to do it in style, that, I mean, I was really blown away, and especially 6 1 in the final set. I'm just, mate, neither of us had the faith to put him through in the bracket, though, did we? No. Both went for Struff, went, played it safe. I feel like we took risks in the wrong areas this year. <laughs> like all, the, all the risky plays we did, they've all lost, like quite dramatically yeah. as well. And then the ones like this, where we kind of have an incline, I don't know, Chris O'Connell could do something. Um, but but yet again, I'm not going to be too hard on myself. Leonard Struff, he's been playing some good stuff at the ATP Cup. Really, really good, encouraging tennis from him. Almost yeah. even beat Rublev at one stage. So yeah. you'd expect him to follow that with some good results. Um, but it wasn't to be. Chris O'Connell, yet again, should probably be talking about him. Another guy who I think will, should be inside the top 100. Um, yes. He doesn't seem to play enough tennis for me at the moment. I'm not sure what it is. I think no, last year he didn't. He, he didn't. Yeah, probably the whole COVID stuff has disrupted him a little bit, and he was staying in Australia. You know how strict it is out there. But hopefully, if the world becomes a bit more normal this year, I think we're going to see Chris entering a lot of tournaments, and he's going to be going far. Yeah, I think the keys to his victory uh, yesterday he was serving. Uh, good boy, his first serve uh percentage points won eighty seven percent. That's really, Gosh. really high. And yeah. forty two winners to twenty three unforced errors, which if you keep serving He had to do it though. He had to play a almost perfect match to beat Struff. If he keeps doing those numbers, well, he could has a chance of beating Radu Albot, I think. But we don't want to underestimate Radu Albot again because uh Radu <laughs> Albot is one of those players he can pull off the extreme results that we've just seen. He's knocked out Batista a good uh that I think he'll be confident going in to play Chris O'Connell, but I, I think I'll be surprised if I go down the bracket and I see anyone who doesn't have Struff playing a gut in the next round, uh, yeah. and neither of them have gone through. So we're going to be seeing Chris O'Connell versus Albot. I'm personally going to go for Chris O'Connell to win that one, well, but saying right. that Albot could easily surprise me. It's a good opportunity for these two players um, who aren't the highest ranked in the world to be going and advancing to a third round of a Grand Slam. So one of them is going to do it. Oh, exactly, mate. It's exciting stuff as well. But yeah, I, I was going to say, probably uh, the players at the bottom with their joke brackets have probably got both of those going through and have probably pushed up into the uh, the top of probably the Probably overtaken me now. I'm probably ro like rock bottom. 
Oh, mate, there's been some shockers. My Layla Fernandez one was a terrible one. On reflection, she uh, didn't really stand a chance, did she? But yeah, moving on. Well played, Chris O'Connell. Hopefully, we get to speak to him soon. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, no, it's an interesting you say that. We obviously did speak to him. We had a podcast with him. Yeah, if yeah. you guys haven't checked it out, go check it out. It was funny actually because after he won, we was getting a few views on the old podcast, uh, the Chris O'Connell one. I was checking. Yeah, out exactly. People so, must be searching it. This one, another five setter, uh, Mikhail Weimar. I know it's not as much of an upset, but who but her cash? Well, I'd say well. it was. Yeah. I think this is a big one, mate. This is definitely a really big one. Mikhail Weimar, he's not been putting off too many great results of late. Herkas, on the other on the other hand, has been the man to beat on tour. He's obviously won a tournament. Yep. Uh, been playing really well. You thought after he won the first set, I remember we was covering it yesterday after the end of the Muguruza stream. Uh, it was uh, kicking off then and we saw he won the first set. I must admit, I thought it was over. I thought he would have then pushed on and won. So I was really surprised to have woken up to Weimar going through. Yeah. Definitely. That's what's so crazy about this for us. We go to bed and just assuming that people are going through and then you wake up and you're... It's the most confusing thing because you see part of the match. So you see like, oh, they're up a set or it's 1-0 or 2-1 up and you think, oh, they'll get that wrapped up. You wake up in the morning and it's completely, it's all over and they've lost. Exactly. It's happened a few times last night. Yes, it happens far too often. Uh, yeah, I woke up this morning, I think about 10 to 7, and then I just thought, oh, I've got to check my phone and just see. And then I saw the Radu Albert one. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. And I literally couldn't go back to sleep. I was just <laughs> and I saw Evans Norrie was on, so I whacked that one on. Yeah, I've been up since the early Gosh, doors, mate. He's loving it, Ben, isn't he? No, I couldn't help myself, mate. I was too excited. I was just ready to go and watch Sitter Pass. I saw Ashley Barty went through with a double bagel as well. I was like, oh, my God, who's going to stop her this time? I wish I had yeah. to win it now. Mate, I've got to go into the final, so it doesn't sound that crazy anymore. Uh, and I want to say, well done on the stream earlier. I was sit a pass. Well done to Dan as well. I thought you both did a really good job, and I enjoyed uh, having a listen while I was plugging away with the numbers on Excel. <laughs> nice, mate. So, yeah, well done to Mikael Weimer anyway. Uh, let's have a look to see who he will be playing in the uh, next round. He's going to be playing... Oh, no, I've got his brother there. Difficult. I'll just type it in on Google. Yeah, uh, Carlos Alcaraz in the next round. And this is with something that I was speaking about earlier with Dan. If Alcaraz is able to get through Weimar, we could see a potential pass alcaraz third round <laughs> match. Come on. Mate, honestly, Ben, this is going to be amazing. Um, it's going to be Come hard on. to call as well. You, who's going to win that one? Why or Alcaraz? Well, you'd think. Another one Weimar. in the balance. It's going you'd to be think... really good for both of them two players because one of them now is going to advance to another third round. And as much as we don't want to see uh, these upsets, it is good because it promotes these players who don't really get the opportunity at the big big events to actually have a good chance. And they're, they're fully worth it as well. It's not like they've just been maybe using opportunities the wrong word. It's not like they've just been picked out of a raffle and been like, oh, there you go. You're going to be in the next round. They've earned right. it. They've worked hard. They've played well. They've beat the best and they've earned it and they've got through. So I'm really happy. Yeah, Mikhail Weimar. I don't, I, he will, well, for me, he's surely, he's, I, I can see the bookies making Alcaraz the favourite as well in this one. It's uh, every time they jump on it. But I think Weimar, I don't want to go against Alcaraz, but Weimar's really good. Look, he just beat Herkaj. Like, that's not an easy person to beat. But he did just play five sets, and he could yeah. be tired, and Alcaraz might take advantage, mate. So I'm, I'm actually going to go Alcaraz. You can have Weimar. I'll have Al I think Alcaraz is going to do him. Mate, I've got to cheer on Alcaraz. I want to pass Alcaraz. <laughs> like, there's nothing I want more than that match right now. 
Yeah. So. And Mary, they're asking me, JG, what's up with your brackets? Well, <laughs> I think it just confirms. I just don't know anything about tennis. Like a lot of people have been saying it. Uh, and clearly I'm clueless. I just make it up as I go along. <laughs> Sad. Oh, but no, it, it can happen. It do. can happen to anyone. At the end of the day, I've still got my winners in there and my finalists and semi-finalists. So in theory, if they all advance and get there, I should pick up some points and hopefully I can get close to the top. Yeah. I mean, let's move on with some more of these uh huge upsets uh this one was a crazy one pedro martins i know we spoke about it on one of the uh watch alongs but yep. nishioka is a hard court specialist and pedro martinez clay court through and through then he yeah. just blitzed him <laughs> i think we need to maybe start putting a bit more respect on pedro martinez because we've both always said i think it's the name the name he's spanish watching yeah. him in the past it's just everything sort of goes towards he's a clay court of course he is he's very good on the clay courts however he's now made that transition in my opinion where he's not really known as that anymore a bit like maybe a buster corona buster another spanish player he yes. can do it on any surface as well and i feel like pedro martinez is sort of following in the same footsteps and there yet again an amazing amazing result and this guy if you don't know who he is you've got to watch him he's so exciting to watch as well uh we've never done a watch along for him but i'd love to to be honest um there's a few yep. people on Twitter I see and they've got fan accounts for him. They're just obsessed with him. So he's definitely got a lot of fans because he's an exciting exciting tennis player. And you can see there, them last three sets, 6-1, 6-1, 6-1. Yeah, he's young. He's only 23. He's 87 in the world and could be inside the top 50 very soon if he keeps playing like that. Yeah. So one to watch, that is for sure. But uh, Nishioka is player that we raved on about so many times disappointing for him especially after taking the first set yeah to lose sure. it, i think it's the fashion of the loss for me to be losing with what three breadsticks is just i don't know whether it was an injury or something else was going on uh not very good for him at all yeah so now that sets up an interesting one pedro martinez versus emil rusevori in the next round so uh two youngsters it's good that it there's, we've seen this with all of these upsets. They're being rewarded from 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 winning uh, the first of uh, their first round match. They've been rewarded with a relatively good draw in terms of it's going to be a lot even on the odds. Yes, definitely, mate. Uh, yeah, well, and I I would back Rusevori, but I wouldn't be surprised now if Martinez can really. I'm, I would go for Martinez. So we've gone see <laughs> neck and neck on each one of these, but. Um... Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think they're all going to be really close. So next upset, we go to the women's, and it's a huge one for my bracket. It's destroyed it. Uh, Azarenka I had in the final. <laughs> so I'm completely <laughs> dead in my bracket. So Azarenka tumbles out. And uh, one of the things, which I don't know if anybody saw it, she was struggling to breathe on court. She had some real serious problems. And I don't know what was uh, happening going into this, but she, the doctor was called out onto court. She was struggling. I don't know what was wrong. Something maybe to do with the quarantining and maybe, I have no idea, but she came out with something quite interesting. I saw this uh, tweet from uh, Ben Rothenberg and it was like, uh, considering her match had to pause for an off-court medical timeout, this reaction is entirely expected. No, is an entirely expected question was somewhat surprising from Azarenka. She said, I don't want to discuss my health and uh, there should be a rule change. So, yeah. Yeah, I think very she got interesting, off. mate. I didn't know too much about this until you've shared this now. So, 
Um, I don't really want to say too much about Azarenka and really rip into her. Clearly, there's something going on behind the scenes. Maybe not everyone knows too much about. Uh, I was going to put it down to the fact that she just played a tournament just before. And we've noticed everyone who's done that and not pulled out have gone out so far. Yeah, exactly. Seen it with Sinner, seen it with Evans, seen it with um, Azarenka now as well. Well, the, the question she got asked, you see, is that, did you have any illness going into the match? What happened there in the second set? It looked like you had some breathing issues. And she replied, I don't really know why we're getting asked about some of me like medical conditions from players because of all that's going on out there on the internet for people to talk about, to judge about. I truly don't uh, ever understand that rule of why. When somebody is sick, injured or whatever, they have to give a medical reason out to the world. Uh, in, oh, I think that this should be changed. Unless players want to talk about it, then they can. But it shouldn't be mandatory requirement for people to talk about the health, health issues. Even legally, doctors should not release any information. So she's looking for an adjusted rule to be put in place. So mm, I'm going to be straight off the bat. I disagree. I think it is important to have transparency. I think the problem if you don't disclose uh, issues with your health and stuff is the fact that people could start using it as a sort of a way to get out of events. There's no transparency in the sport. And I just don't, we don't like to see that. I, I really don't like seeing medical timeouts when people are doing it for gamesmanship. I think it sort of feeds into the same thing of using it as an excuse and not having to justify why they've made the action. Um, I can understand your health should be personal. It's not part of the world. However, you're a tennis player where you appear on TV, you play in front of millions of people. At the end of the day, you're getting a good wage from doing that. Uh, I think that just comes part and parcel of the sport that you've got to disclose medical information as well. Yeah, I think that she's going to be in line for a lot of uh, hate, probably. Uh, and I don't really want to say it because I don't think she tennis... will because it's as a rank. I think she'll be immune no, to it. And I, I'm not even going to give her too much. That... No, but you're not. Let me finish. Uh, she's going to be a lot of players get a lot of hate from uh, people in the gambling community. And oh. if you're not willing to disclose if you're going on court with a medical condition and you're compromised and you're a favorite, and people we had in the chat earlier had backed Azarenka to win in straight sets with 200 euros. If that had they known before the match she was compromised, I'm sure they wouldn't have risked their spending money. So uh, that's what I mean. Like That type of thing, people are wasting money and they're not aware that people are actually sick. So in that case, they're going to get a lot of sticks. She's going to get a lot of messages of hate. She's going to get a lot of uh, stuff like that come her way if there isn't transparency. So yeah, that's wrong. That's another issue. It's wrong in itself. Yeah, whole it is wrong. Yeah, all the all the trolls online and stuff. That's another. Yeah, there's racism. Problem. There's all sorts. There's just the worst type of things with all these trolls who send messages after they lose matches, and it's disgusting. I hate it, and it needs to stop. Those people need to be found. They need to be blocked. They need to be. Well, the police need to have a word with them because you can't have that type of behaviour in the world. And get yeah, I've, I've said it for a long time. What they need to do is like accounts like Twitter, Facebook and stuff. When you open an account, you should have identification. So you have an ID, which you then go to that account. Because you see a lot of people hiding behind like a, a player or an avatar or something. And you can sort of, I think it's more prone to them being the trolls. If you have some kind of identification where then that account can be reported and it can come up with your exact name, address, everything else. I think people would be a lot less likely to do it. And it's not too much of an issue. Like with a lot of things, so if you want to open a gambling account, you have to provide all your information and your ID and driving license. Why, do, why not do that to open a social media account? I think that is the way forward, personally. 
Yeah, exactly. People are always trying to find ways around these things, though, just so that they there's some very strange people in the world and people who just project a lot of hate out of their uh, and that they're these these people just need to be ignored. There's what oh, there's something that I heard the other day and it was very true. And they said that hate is only something that affects the person that that is uh, hating something. It doesn't affect, it shouldn't affect the other people, really. That person within them has the problem. It isn't the other people. So you sort yourself out. Don't yeah. just project onto others. So anyway, we'll move away from that because it's a bit of a touchy subject. And this one, big upset for me. Uh, even though they're close in the rankings, Sakara's been in great form. But the Madlenovic... She's done a weird one again. She got bageled, but it's in between. There's a bagel in between two nice uh, sets. It's just the most typical Mladenovic match you'd ever see in the world. She's obviously got bundles of talent, but the amount of times you see this girl bageled or breadsticked or up serving for the match and losing matches, is just unbelievable. Um, After getting bageled in the second set, for me, I would not be... I wasn't... Obviously, I was asleep, but... I just thought, oh, I would have thought that Mladenovic could still win this match because it doesn't really mean too much for her. It happens all the time. She yeah. has relapses. Uh, very strange, strange player. However, credit to her, she managed to beat Sakari, which is <laughs> no easy feat. No, it's very, very difficult to uh, beat Maria Sakari, especially in the form that she's been in recently. She's been looking like one of those players. I think some people had her as going to the final Yeah, in their brackets, which now, look, you're in my boat. Azarenka's out. Sakari's out. And uh, we're there fighting it over, hoping that our other pick gets to the final. So I think I thought, it was Mikey Mata, I believe. Mikey Mata said he's got uh, Sakari going to the final. Obviously, the guy who's doing the the best on our bracket league right now. Yeah. Uh, so even the best predictors are, are struggling right I'll now. Mean this Australian Open. <laughs> Sakari lost. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm buggered again. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are feeling the same way, mate. Don't you worry about that. I mean, it'd be interesting to have a look uh, at the bracket to see. Because I think it's like completely torn it wide open now with uh, Sakari going out. Obviously, I, I think a few people would have had her going quite deep yeah. into the tournament. Yeah, because so, now Mladenovic is going to be playing Hibino in the next round. Is that right? Well, yeah. Uh, I see Mladenovic. <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to say. It. I'm not. Yeah, gonna say no, it. you can't call it. I, generally, she's just that hot and cold. Mladenovic will be the favourite, um, but let's just see what happens. I'm actually going to go for a Hibino to beat her because who? why not? I'm not even going to give a reason. Just why not? I think that match will be six love, love six, six love probably. Something like that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Now, Sounds now we got, right. Uh We've obviously got Jessica Pagula. She's going through. She'll face Sam Stoja now instead of Azarenka. And then we got Madlenovic. And now that sort of looks quite nice, that little bracket there. Now there's no Sakari, no Azarenka. Yeah, and, it's uh, opening she... up for someone. Someone's going to have a good run. Uh, just not sure who it's going to be. And midfield Sam... maestro, they're saying Sakari was in hard quarantine. We've got to yeah. be careful with this excuse because we've seen some of the people in hard quarantine absolutely smash it up right now. Yeah, but she played well last week in the other tournament, didn't she? So this is yeah. what I mean. But players from that tournament uh, may be susceptible. And even though Ashley Barty, she started well, is she going to have some fatigue come in at some point? We don't know that yet. But she looks like a world beater right now. <laughs> if she's think, double baggling, mate. She's mate, not going to be too tired. She was off the court and then literally I woke up and I just thought, oh, I've got like a, ages till the sitter pass match. No, I haven't. Ashley Barty just completely wiped the floor with her. So 
what can I do? And Elisa, uh, they're saying Azarenka is very sweet until she loses. Well, there you go. Isn't it the same for a lot of players, though? Yeah, a lot of people are the same. I'm probably a bit like that as well. This one, bit of a shock as well, mate. I think we all had Kerber going through and uh, the bad, inconsistent run sort of continues. We thought we are going to see her turn it around, but Bernardo Perriman... What has happened to Angelique Kerber? World number one, winning Grand Slams, and now she's just this, 25 in the world, probably going to drop a lot more than that after this tournament now. Mm. And just, I don't know, inconsistent. She wins the odd match here and there against some good players. Just nowhere yes. near her best. Are we ever going to see Angelique Kerber go back to the top again? I'm not so sure. I'm really not so sure. She's just um, so. seems to be declining every year what passes now. Yeah, she has to change something dramatic to uh, change this type of form. Getting bageled is never a good sign. And uh, yeah, comfortable win for Bernarda Pera. Who's um, not actually been in that great form, Pera. She's no. a really good player. I've really, I, I always back her. I had her for a dark horse in one of the tournaments this year <laughs> already. And then since <laughs> since then, I've gone against her on the first time ever because I'm such a big fan of her. And she goes and beats Kerber. So, oh, one Kerr. of them years. JG Curse, yeah. Yeah, what can you do? I had Kerber as well. Uh, but it's in the sort of mini bracket with Muguruza. So, hoping, well, Badoza actually went out as well to a Samson over in the end. So, that's another one ruined for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, another one I just want to speak about quickly before we wrap it up was uh, Joanna Conta. She, uh, <clears throat> she's she gone out. She was leading a set uh, and she was a breakdown in the second set against Kaya Yuvan and she pulled out uh, with an injury. So that's really disappointing to see. From Do you want to get the uh, seedings up? The actual, the other picture I showed you? Sure, yeah, yeah. One sec. There we oh, go. So one. here we go. This is all the seeds what have gone out. Just a, like a recap. As Ben said, Conta, one we didn't speak about, Martic, another seed out, Wang, Wang Zhang, <laughs> both of them are out, <laughs> Kerber, Azarenka, Risk, Sakari we've spoke about, yep. Goffin, obviously, we've already sp spoken about, same with Evans, uh, Gut, Benoit Pair, is that a big shock, Benoit Pair mm, out? Not really. Not really. Monfils, same again, not really a big shock, but really sad for him and Herkaz. So they're the seeded players who have uh, tumbled already. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh crazy to see but we could uh well, like we said the draws opening up now and we can see some fresh young talent maybe getting into like a third or fourth round which is exciting so especially someone like an Alcaraz <laughs> I really want to see him do well in this tournament so I'll be uh cheering him on against Mikhail Weimar and uh hoping he, we can see that Sitapas Alcaraz match in the third round that's only if our first Sitapas gets past Kokonakis though but I'm um, Quietly confident that he should be able to do that. <clears throat> what do you like? Yeah. Do you like? Did you like the new uh, Pass graphic I made earlier? Yeah, mate, it was awesome, mate. I loved it. The Coliseum sure. coming down as well. Show sure, it one uh, more it's time. A good job. Just for fun. Yeah, good job, mate. <laughs> no, I love it. It's, it's really good. And uh, I'm glad he went through for us because then we can use it again. Yeah, that's it, mate. Might have to add some more instruments. Thomas Rock will be Lucky he didn't make a Joanna Conta one. That's what I'm saying. And I was just looking there because I wasn't sure how it played out. She she won the first set and she was up a break in the second. No, she was down a break in the second and then she got injured. So it's really hard for her to take because 
in that position, you'd still fancy her to potentially be able to come back. Well, yeah, for sure, mate. I'm just seeing Damien there. He's just saying, joining for the first live uh, of the year for, for him, which is great. Thanks for coming. Welcome back, joining. Damien. That's it, mate. And I uh, just excited for Igor and Uber in uh, this uh, in this season that we're going to be probably doing watch-alongs for them for sure. We've done one already for her cash, haven't we? And, uh, yeah, I hope you stay safe and healthy yourself, mate. So we'll see you on one of the watch-alongs, hopefully on the one later, because we're going to be doing Bianca Andreescu, and she is up against uh, Suwe Sway. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> I never know if I'm getting it right. But can Andreescu mount a challenge on the title now that there's a few people dropping out? And, uh, yeah, she could be potentially facing either a... Well, she could be potentially facing Venus Williams or a Sarah Arani uh, in the next round. So she'd probably fancy a chance against either of those if she gets through. Yeah, definitely, mate. And like you, like Ben said, Andreescu later, midnight. Hopefully loads of you can join us for that. And in the morning, we're hoping to be doing uh, Ugo Omba versus the one and only uh, Kyrgios, Nick Kyrgios. Oh, yeah. Ugo Omba, Kyrgios. Love that. That's going to be probably on early in the morning tomorrow morning isn't it so yeah try and get up bright and early uh probably won't even be light yet but we'll try, try we'll have to do the one tonight relatively quick in terms of like once it's <laughs> over that's it we're not gonna be up. we're not gonna be talking about all the other stuff oh, come on andrescu we have to give them a few time places. violations if they're taking too long to serve that's it mate indeed well anyway i think we should wrap that up i've got to start my day at work now uh, i've had the morning off so I've got to get stuck into it now. I've got to have a quick sandwich and then uh, we'll catch you all later on the uh, Andreescu match. Do not miss it. Yeah, thanks everyone for watching. If you haven't already, please like the video. And if you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button. And yeah, we'll see you later. Podcast Network. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.